This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Futurology. Guys, it's absolutely fantastic to be on air again. My name is Brett Sinclair, or more commonly known as Squirrel Rocker. And with me today, we have a full house. Brett, welcome to the show, bud. Thanks. Welcome. Welcome Welcome to you. I'm really excited that you're a little bit off your high from last week at MediaTek. Wasn't that a great show? It was awesome. So good. I went every day that it was open. Yeah. First day, second day, third day. That's impressive. And Mike, how are you, bud? I'm very well. Thank you, Brett. Very well. Happy to be here. And uh, nice to have the full team again. Very good. And and I've got to be honest, uh, I I have to say, Brett really was like a kid in a candy store last week. It really was fun. Candy store or what other store? Well, let's just move on because I don't want to go into the pawn shop now. It was tech porn. It was amazing. It, it, it was tech porn for yeah. you. No, it was great. Especially the VR section. I did notice you hang around there a hell of a lot. No, that was good. The uh-huh. cameras were pretty fun. There's some really expensive cameras. It was, and they, everybody bought the toys great, out. Did they have a great zoom, though? Yes. <laughs> I, only, I only go for the big lenses. <laughs> of course. That's what we figured. Yeah. <laughs> Size counts. Size counts. And diameter. It's right how big it is at the end. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that look over there. That's beautiful. You're right there, Brett. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm embarrassing you know. him maybe a little bit. I'm a little bit. Yeah, I've actually gone red slightly because uh, wife usually uses a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get back to the toilet seat now, shall we? Yeah, let's get back to the toilet seat. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, we, we, we've got a great topic today, right? Uh, Internet yeah. of Things. I must admit, there's a whole lot of big, major trends kind of rolling through at the yep. moment, whether it's cloud computing, the ubiquitousness of, of, of connected devices outside of just mobile handsets. Mm. Um, I'm really loving this whole artificial intelligence vibe. We've covered that quite a bit with big data. And when you pull it all together, we're into this world of Internet of Things, right? Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I heard so, another saying of that. Instead mm. of an Internet of Things, it's the Thinknet. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. The think internet. No, the thing internet. Think internet. On that note, the world of Internet of Things. We've got an absolute expert in the in the studio today. I mean, he's a really good mate of ours, uh, Jamie Whitaker. He's he's recently joined Barlow's Equipment as the global chief digital officer. Brett, you used to work for that company, you, like both Actually, of us. It's Barlow World. Barlow World. It's Barlow's. Barlow's. Jamie, it used to be called Barlow's. When right. You yeah. We're talking many years back, right? Many years, many years so, back. So, hello, Jamie. Did, did punch the work there at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, welcome, Jamie. Great to have you on the show, Thanks, man. guys. Yeah. It's nice to be here. You get yeah. the Beard Award today. Thank you. I get yes, the Beard Award. It is magnificent. It is magnificent. It is. I think we need to tweet it. I think he's. I think you're, go, you're in danger of being on Brett Sinclair's man crush wall. Yeah, no, well, he's been there for a while. Oh, really? I'm already there. Oh, really? <laughs> Prime spot number one. Yeah. Anyone who has a beard like that and has worked at Discovery, because that seems to be a trend, right? Okay. My man wall stuff is all a Discovery. Oh, really? Is it mm. a Discovery or a Discovery? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you already have your running shoes, so when you need to run away, you, you're safe. <laughs> Correct. Because yeah. uh, i got running shoes I can run after you, but yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing the wrong ones. Yeah, oops. So... We all kind of know what the Internet of Things is about. Mm, yes. But before we start talking about exactly what it is, what are some of the craziest things you've heard about other people's idea of what the Internet of Things is? Well, I, I mean, I like, if I talk to my kids, yeah. I mean, they're quite jacked up. They think Internet of Things is everything that can be touched and everything without a wire. Ah. Now, that's quite interesting, right? 
it's a very different perspective on it, yes. I don't mm. think I've had um, odd descriptions or definitions of mm, what yeah. IoT is. People either know what it is or have no idea what it is. They use it every day, but they don't. Yeah, they, they can't put up. They can't define it. They don't. They don't actually know it's there. Yeah, I, I, I was just thinking. I haven't heard any crazy description, but I think probably the best description I've heard is it's like a nervous system. Okay, that's one way of doing it. Why? Well, is the system nervous? Well, it's just the way we're going. Yeah. <laughs> very nervous. No, but I, yeah. I've had a couple of interactions. The little sensors are going to be running out of the room any minute. And the little <laughs> microphones following after them. The AI is saying, Brett Sinclair's lost the plug. Scroll rocking out of here. Scroll rocking. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Brett. It's oh, the ubiquitousness, okay. right? Yeah. I think the word is ubiquity. Oh, ubiquity. Yes. Did I just make a word up there? Ubiquitousness. Is okay. The ubiquitousness. Is the ubiquitousness. Hashtag what Brett Sinclair says at last. There you go. Yes. I finally get a hashtag for me. That's quite a long, quite a long hashtag, ubiquitousness. This, yes, this, and, the, and there's I no correct. catching on. No, yeah, it's you not going to go viral. You're arrogant. Damn it. And there's no correct spelling to it either. Yeah. Quite, quite ironic, though, that the word ubiquitousness is not going to be everywhere. <laughs> uh, you, just while we're on that note, you know why they call it a selfie, hey? Because <laughs> you no? by yourself? No, because narcissicity was too difficult to spell. <laughs> No, but yeah. so uh, in some of the interactions I've had, I mean, you bring up Internet of Things or the Thinknet, and like you kind of get this like quizzical look and the sideways head yeah. movement, and everybody's like, "Okay, what is that?" And without realizing it, we're actually surrounded by a lot of Internet of Things, Absolutely. and I think mm-hmm. one of the key sort of blossoming areas of business at the moment is the the effective use of Internet of Things, all these connected devices, yeah. all these sensors that are all providing massive data. That, when interpreted well, provide really in depth and huge insight. That's the key part to it: is, is the interpretation of that data uh, and, and creating value from it. And uh, I think a lot of the time that goes missing. Um, I, I think you know you, you mentioned Brett that uh, it's this thing that's around us all the time. The in- most interesting thing to me when I was you know when we were first getting into IoT and understanding it was that it predates the first website. The first connected yeah. IoT oh, yeah. device, 1989-1990, was predate, predated the first, yeah. the first publicly available website. So it's been around forever, and it yeah. is everywhere, and people just don't know it. Yeah, well, it's it's because us digital people are trying to steal it. No, I All think these it's trying to own it. Own it, yeah. No, it's yeah. probably got the opportunity to scale now for the first time. You, you know, suddenly everything's actually working. Data's becoming a manageable framework, mm. you know, with the power of cloud, et cetera. Yeah. It's, it's changed it's, 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 it's matured into the right time. There's a whole bunch of things which have enabled, you know, why it's made it the right time. Like you said, connectivity yeah. is the IP, IP-based networking is computing power, it's miniaturization of stuff. I mean, you couldn't yeah. have a wearable yeah. device. You couldn't have a wearable device if it was as big as, as your laptop, right? It's just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't catch on. No, so I do see just, some people around work who literally look like they have a wearable device as they carry their laptop around. Well, my favorite is the guys that walk around with their iPad taking selfies. Narcissisties (laughs) with the ubiquitousness of a laptop. (laughs) So, really, I mean, what's really important about it is even though we've got the devices, I think what we've got to do a little bit more looking into is really the networks. So, I mean, our our lives have been dominated in the data space when it comes to Wi-Fi. And I think also this kind of drive into LTE, making data ubiquitous and and, uh, ubiquitousness-ness-ness-ness-ness-ness-ness-ness-ness. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I think that's really important to kind of open up a bit because you see the operators are spending a lot of time getting the data right, getting the, the, the pricing models right, um, trying to understand how they're going to connect 
a further, what, 70 billion devices into their world? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's some serious challenges there, right? Yeah. Can, can, can I ask you, before you jump into that, just to step mm. up a bit, mm. and, and let's just understand what IoT actually means, and then let's use the networks as an example of what they're trying to do. Okay. Because, because uh, um, you, know, you know, Jamie, I don't know if you want to just give us an understanding of, of what IoT actually is okay. in, in a clear understanding. Sure. I'll give you two, two, two definitions, the first mm. being like the strict definition where IoT is a network um, of any device with an on and off switch, which is communicating with uh, with, with each other. Yeah. And that's pretty mm. much it. It's, it's devices speaking to devices that are connected. I think a, 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 a clear English uh, version of that is a combination of things that are around, uh, machines, whether they're a vending machine, a coffee machine, your health, your health device mm. that you're wearing, your phone, your computer. Um, the gathering of the data from those connected machines and then the applications that run on them yeah. to, to gather that data and give insight to the data and feed it back to those machines. That's really – I think so that's a, that feedback's really important, right? Because yeah. traditionally we always sense, but we're starting to now provide action based that's, on that sense. I think that's where the, the maturity of the IoT space is coming in, where you're not just gathering information – anymore you you're gathering information and then providing services okay. back to different devices and potentially to the same device but you you're providing value added services back yeah which makes the the networks prime for this and then you can see because in in their space they're going well what's really important to us is that we own the services and revenues running over our networks i think that's where the challenge comes in right. for the for the network operators so a couple of points there the first one on the uh, how the network operators are gearing themselves up with the data and the the pricing models. Mm. I, I assume there you're referring to international MNOs, not local, because our data is just ridiculously. It's still expensive. ridiculously priced, right? In, in comparison, absolutely, yeah. And I think that there's a risk there to our consumers that they don't often realise that they are connected and are consuming data at a high rate, and then they are mm. they're out of pocket or they're out of data and they can no longer um, use it for the services that they want. Is all of this slowing us down? This, this, the cost, the high cost of data. Is it slowing down the innovation that could possibly be happening in, in South Africa, or do you think that we're flourishing quite well? I think I don't think anything, any of the challenges in South Africa on the South African market slows down. I think they make us smarter, and I think that the challenges, yeah. and that's not just in South Africa, that's across Africa, it's across we any. And weave. It's wherever there is limited connectivity or limited uh, network, limited mm, you know uh, skills. I think it makes the, the people that are working in this space strive harder and try harder to to sort of solve those problems. So I don't think it is a, I don't think it's slowing us down. I think I'm there was. A, can I throw another word yeah. out there? Is it not affecting our exponentialism? Jeez, <laughs> t-shirts, Sorry. hashtags. Yeah. I'm trying to make up words as I go. I Don't like affect this. my head. No, ex- good. What exponentialism? exponentialism. Our, our ability, <laughs> our ability to scale. <laughs> Correct, right? So I agree with you. It's mm. always causing us to advance. Exactly. Then it's that, that's 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 the, the problem. It's the cut. It's the cutting edge which isn't being slowed down. It's the adoption rates that potentially are. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's a good point. That's so we're nice innovating. Point. Really, really well, mm. but people, so, it, the scaling of it is. Just so, so coming back to the networks, what they're really doing is they're just shooting themselves into the in the foot. Yeah, what they don't realize is that their foot's in their mouth while they do it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, they're, 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 they're shockers. I mean, I mean, it's actually disgusting as as networks. You, you know, they're so critical to the growth of this country yeah. in terms of what they do, and well, they and they should all be lined up and shot, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to <laughs> this. No, seriously, 
So the problem is they've all learned from the biggest original network, right, that, that strangled the, the South African growth back in the yeah. 1990s and early 2000s. Those red guys. Telcom. Oh, yes. Telcom. Yeah. Telcom. They, like, strangled business by, like, pushing the rates up, up mm. for connectivity. Sure, am I allowed to say names of places? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, they know that you're Jamie Whittaker and they'll come up. You're fine. <laughs> I have no telcom services. I can services. say names. I have no telcom services, fortunately. And, I, and I, I, for a long time, I refused to. I did have, you know, in, mm. in the past, I did have some, but I refused to. But I felt... You felt raped. I felt sick mm. to the stomach yeah. that they were able to stranglehold the development of, of the economy by limiting the connectivity and pushing the prices right up. Yeah. I have another comment to make. Brett, you mentioned a little bit earlier about um, they, they own the pipes, but they also own the services that run across mm. them. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that they have. I think a lot of them still think that their biggest, their future growth is in the pipe. The pipe, yeah. is, the pipe is going to become water. Mm, the money correct. in the differentiator is not there. It's what runs across those pipes is the, is the real differentiator where the real value, value lies. Absolutely. But I, I'm actually challenge you on that because I, I think the operators also believe that, right? That's why they focus so much on the VAS services. But I'm wondering if they spent more time on the pipe and getting the scale of the pipe ready. Because if you think about the types of services they could offer, mm. it's going to be a digital play, right? They, they, they're playing outside of their core competencies. I mean, MTN, great example, right? Of. A great example of doing that. I mean, they are buying heavily into the e-commerce space. Mm. They're getting involved with Rocket Internet. I mean, they're doing some really cool stuff. Right? Yeah. And I'm not challenging well, them. Well, they, they started, they were the first MNO to stop putting fiber in the ground. Correct. Were they? Do I stand corrected? I don't know if they were the um, first. They were they one of them. They've started doing it, which yeah. is great. And to that point, you mentioned Telcom earlier. Has it changed? Have they changed in their behavior? I mean, they've got this whole, they started the Do Mobile revolution. They started the, you know, the Bolt and all that other stuff. I mean, do they realize the error of their ways, do you think? No. But what are those, I mean, what are those things those, that they've done? They started the Bolt and they've done the Do Mobile piece. It's, it's just, it's the same service. It's the same service, just in a different implemented, in, implemented slightly differently. Correct. There's nothing new and but they're still. Surely the value you get from a telecom is when they start going, oh, well, we need to put fiber down. As a consumer, we see that and we go, well, great. And I look at a, at a mobile operator and I go, well, Bring down the cost of my data and give me faster data. In fact, mm. you can bring down my cheaper data, um, and I'm happy to pay for faster data. Mm. Uh, yeah. But I really am not interested in buying your video services. But you're going back again there to the non-differentiating <clears throat> space. You're <clears throat> talking about the plumbing. You're talking about the, the lines in the ground or the, 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 the network across but the… But surely the, they are the plumbing. They are, but they're not going to differentiate mm. there. That will become a price war. It will come down to a point where it's no longer financially viable to, for them to put cable in the ground because they can't afford to maintain it. Mm. They need to step up and understand how can they add value to consumers outside of the space of just the connectivity. And can I bring an in Internet of Things there? Maybe that's the value point, right? So not a fully thought out thought, but point it's of discussion. It's a philosophy, though. No, it's a philosophy. So I probably won't have a question, so just roll with me on this one. But... <laughs> Fiber is increasing property prices by up to 20%. So as soon as you've got fiber on your property, Boom. your property is potentially worth 20% more than it was without fiber. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking for a real estate agent to build yep, my house. Yeah, me too right yeah, now. Yeah, no. yeah, anyone? So if, if that's the case, now that's, that's, that's brought about by market sentiment driven by uh, consumers mm. and people buying these properties. Now, if that's the case, and every house is going to be incentivized to become connected, the pipe will be in homes. What the consumers then start to do surely determines the type of services that are used in this pipe, Quite right. not the service provider's 
dictating. You know I mean, it's not the tail wagging the dog. The dog is actually the consumer base. Sure. Uh, no, I agree. I think. Um, Are you calling consumers dogs? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in. And the pipe is the tail. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, well, let's let's flip it on its head that yeah. way. I mean, let's think about sure. it. If, if demand is coming from consumers and they're driving innovation because of their needs, how then are data infrastructures and MNOs meeting those needs? Rather than just trying to say, if we build it, they will come. That speaks back to the um, to 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 the creating uh, or, you know the scale. So yeah. as soon as as soon as um, uh, the, the the operators, whether they're traditional or, or mobile. As soon as they start putting down the the capacity and the capability for people to use what do what they want in their home and, and on online and connectivity connectivity wise, um, that creates more growth in that space and it creates more um, what do we say like uh, the ubiquity of Boom. of the connected devices. People become more familiar that ah, I can connect my light bulbs in yeah. my front door it's and my security system and the in the camera and I don't need. DSTV anymore, I can just use Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. All of these different services that are now available to me that become more commonplace. I'm glad you brought up services like Netflix because it's month-to-month subscription-based. If you don't want it, you can turn it off. But there's a lot of month-to-month data-connected packages at the moment, which is basically driving the quality of service to improve, Mm. to make sure that I'm going to stay on this service because I enjoy the quality I'm getting, and then price. So if it's affordable and I'm getting good service, I will stay on your month-to-month network. Yeah. Now, if that's the case, how these the problems that telecom started way back when and some of the MNOs were started by hiking up prices in Africa or South Africa specifically, surely that's going to start to taper off because of the the mass having a, having a, a voice. And what does that do to IoT? Because well, that'll scale it. I'm I, sorry, I'm throwing. I, I'm I'm not sure if it'll drive the price down. I mean, there's certainly a degree of of agreement between these mobile operators. I, I'm I'm not saying if they actually do, but there's no incentive for them to reduce the price if they're getting away with it. Well, that's fine when there was when sort of supply was yeah. lower than demand. But now every second person in the ro- in the room is a is a ISP or a or a yeah. data provider. So yeah. I, I was reading an interesting use case of a large. Uh, MNO in India who's giving away their voice packages now for free. So you can call anyone. Because voice is nothing. Voice is it's nothing. It's their data yeah. packages where they're making their money. And it's throwing the rest of the market into turmoil. They don't know what to do. Mm. They aren't able to adapt and pivot to say, you know, how do we address yeah. this? And they're just losing market share hand over first. So a while back, we had uh, the guys from Squidnet uh, join us uh, on the show. So there's a couple of podcasts back. We had the guys from Squidnet. And they're, they're creating a, an infrastructure or a network purely for connected sensors that are per sensor price, per per read, uh, so making it really, really affordable for the, the small bites of information that these... So let's get more into IoT sensors. Internet of a Things as a Service. Yes. Yes. Ooh, Rolls nice. off there the tongue. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Another acronym said. that we can get. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're trying to create it as such a way that you can scale almost immediately. Mm. And one of the one of the case studies that came up there was the the sensors on farm gates to determine how often they were open, whether or not they were open, if they weren't open. Uh, so basically security. But they were doing, I mean, they were doing it in rudimentary fashion, but that was what they were doing out in the sticks, literally. This this very low latent network that was that had far reaches and was able to work. That's very cool. I think if you if you look at a lot of um, African agricultural land, it's 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 either poorly fenced or, or poorly maintained. So you have. 
uh, interconnecting farms where the farm gate is just swinging freely and you yeah. can have an alert on that, then that's, that's, that's something that can add real value to that small-scale farmer. His cattle are no longer wandering yeah. off onto his neighbor's farm at, at the yeah. or, onto the, or onto the motorway. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite uh, Internet of Things examples was the, uh, um, there's, a, there's a device that, that connects to a cow's tail and, and it picks up which way the tail is wagging dependent on how close it is to giving birth. You're yes. kidding. So it sends an alert through to the farmer to say your the cow is cow. starting to calve and you need to be wow. there. And it's saving like apparently tens of thousands of calves and, and cows' lives across across Europe where this thing's being used. Yes, that's good for McDonald's. It is good for McDonald's. <laughs> which is good well, for you. if they started <laughs> using real beef, then it would yeah, be great. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. So I mean, yeah. uh, we're starting to kind of step out of the world of wireless. Um, and, and I don't know where we are. What world are we in now? But I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested to figure out the challenges around... Okay, so we've got a photo of this cow It's called a call. It's called a call. It's got a great. It's got a YouTube video on how to fit this thing. I'm sorry, but it looks <laughs> and this is it looks like a suppository. Yeah, it does. It's, you show no, it in like, it or so this on is, it. Yeah, it, well, so we can do not over tighten. <laughs> do not over tighten. <laughs> so poor cow. That's hilarious. Okay, we'll tweet that because yes. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, so everybody knows what we're talking about. So I'm guessing that that particular device, uh, the challenge of power, is solved through. Um, kinetic motion. Kinetic motion, right? That's probably just a battery. Or maybe it's just a battery. Damn it. But let's explore that because surely that's a limitation on getting this mass sure. amount of devices out You there. could put a solar panel on its back and a crash helmet on its head and see if it survives the trip. <laughs> right? I think what's lacking in a lot of the adoption of technology um, is, is, the, is the Moore's law for, for batteries. Why, you know, where's that? Yeah. We, don't, we haven't had any... Must um, but we haven't had any sort of real advancement in battery technology in years. It hasn't kept up with the, mm. how much power these devices actually need and use. Yeah, I think and Musk is solving the, 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 the scale element of it, right? The mass of, production. It's sort of inversely not, proportionate between the green efficiency of consumption of power versus the capacity that batteries can have and the life that batteries can, can last. I mean, yeah. they're going to meet in this perfect sweet spot in the next couple of years. Um, and then probably we won't need batteries, hopefully, at all. Well, I think there's the, the was released this week or last week the first cell phone that doesn't need a battery. Yes, yeah, I saw, I saw that. That. Yeah. that was brilliant. Eh? Yeah. So I mean, I spent a it wasn't time. fancy. Well, it could make a phone call, which yeah. is good for the the MNOs to start getting their voice calls back in. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good in emergency situations, emergency services. You always yes. have a, a you have your your connected. Uh, or you are connectable at any point, any time. You just throw it in a drawer in the yeah. box of the car, what have you. Well, we're about, we're almost halfway into the show, and if you have joined us, we are we have uh, Mr. Jamie Whitaker joining us in the show, and we're talking about the future of IoT, Internet of Things. things. And if you want to follow us, you go to at Futurology Show because Brett's given up saying yeah. the word at. I don't think I completely understand Twitter at this point. No, <laughs> so. definitely not. Definitely but I mean, there've been some interesting things on Twitter, right? They've. Yeah. Uh, Connected various devices through a Twitter feed, and you can start monitoring on Twitter. That's mm-hmm. a great example of so, social and internet things. That was one of the earlier disruptive things that that I had a privilege of working on, which is the using Twitter or a tweet as a currency in a vending machine. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right. and I think we actually did it at the Discovery offices with the yes. duathlon, and we put the, the 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 vending machine into the reception, and you could tweet your. Ha- the at handle and the hashtag that was the right combination and it would actually dispense in that moment. But, but you've grown up now. You do that with beer instead. Yeah, no, beer was a, was a lot better focus I, I for I do my like attention. what you're doing with the sensors, right? Because you're yeah. taking sensor and combining it with 
revenue with your flow the, meters. The flow meters, yes. Yeah. So the, the beer flow meters, the, the, we've released a product called Beverage Insights. Very cool. Which basically takes real-time beer consumption or beverage consumption through taps. And we're able to monitor temperature, pressure, and, and volume uh, that goes through these lines, uh, which basically aids in managing waste due to spillage or theft yeah. and yeah. also helps uh, – bar owners and restaurants to actually make sure that they optimize their sales because quite often if it starts pumping out foam this beer um, and with all the craft beer going up we've got different types of beers that all yeah. need different pressures and all the different temperatures um, they're often not sure whether it's foaming because it's empty or it's foaming because maybe it's not cold enough or the pressure's too high uh, okay. so now they're able to extract maximum amounts of beer out of this because they know exactly what volume they're at which is but you, quite cool. you could also link that into the brewer so that they get notification on when, when the, the keg's running a bit low and yeah. you, you're starting to impact on the distribution network. Yeah, I so think. that's what, what Jamie said earlier. I mean, yeah. we, we, we started pulling all this information. We quickly realized that interpreting it was actually quite valuable both for the restaurant owners and the bar owners, um, but also for the breweries. So they could start doing just-in-time orders because they know how much beer is left in, in a keg. Yeah. And uh, they'd also be able to know uh, to, to place the order or to at least follow up with a, with a bar or someone and say, hey. And we've got, got that problem tonight, right? So you've overpressured your keg and we're now having to drink. Um, bottled beer. Out of the bottles. Yes. Bottled beer, which, uh, I mean, again, that's quite nice. We're drinking Castle Light and it's telling me that the it's not so cold anymore. It was cold. Mine's but not it's cold. Not cold. And yours is also, it's not cold we anymore. Need, uh, but that's second idea on the, on the sensor there. So the first idea yeah. being, you know, get alert when it's cold enough. Another one, you get an alert when it's finished. Ooh. <laughs> Don't you just stick it on your head? Yes. <laughs> I think, Very good I point. think with your, with your, uh, uh, with your sensors as well. So you have your beer taps and you're measuring the flow, et cetera. It would be great if you, you had the sensors on the, on the, on the glasses that the consumers So there was a company. There, were, there is a company in Europe that actually have created the smart glass and it is a legitimately Dinkum connected glass. Where you're able to, using NFC, be able to tag yourself as the owner of that glass. I know exactly, you'll say, I'm going to order a Guinness, and yeah. uh, it, they'll pour me my first Guinness in my glass. And when it, so using photometrics and all the other stuff at the bottom of this NFC, which is really clever, it's able to say, well, there's more light now than there was before. Oh, oh, therefore, oh, it must be empty. <laughs> Um, so or, or half empty because I mean the amount of light that would depends. pass through the the drink would increase as it gets lower. Depends on your outlook, I suppose. Yeah. It also <laughs> depends how quickly you drink. But I'm I'm not too sure that your idea is good for marriages, though. None. Why? No, <laughs> I don't think your wife will appreciate the ping on her cell phone every time you finish it. <laughs> it depends whose cell phone <laughs> is linked to. <laughs> Hopefully, you can manage it's notifications. Like credit, it's like my credit card pings. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's is, a great IoT device. There's an example of IoT. And again, we spoke a little bit earlier about you know whether we are are limited by our infrastructure in South Africa and Africa, and 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 those pinging cell phones that you get from your those SMSs you get from your bank that is far beyond what the guys in the US have been have have right now. Mm. I mean, the first time we visited the US was what five years ago, and I was in a store. Swiped my card and got a ping. I was like, "Yeah, it's just come off." And the the the, the person in the store's jaw hit the Gold floor. Smack. She had no. What do you mean? It's just come off. No, it's got a message from my bank. What do you mean? You just got a message from your yeah. bank? Yeah. No idea how that could actually yeah. work. There was it just wasn't a service, and for us, it's become ubiquitous. Yeah. So don't don't play first world victim in a third world country because we've actually got it made with a lot of the tech that we use. We definitely today. do. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So if we just had to look at the future of the IT things, because this is not a complicated subject. It's really. A couple of critical elements. It's sensors, mm-hmm. it's data, mm-hmm. the integration of all of these elements, mm-hmm. and the processing power to understand 
the underlying challenge or, or which or, isn't much actually. It, it well, isn't. There's much. a lot of data. Right? There's a yeah. huge amount of data. Yeah. So data, data is actually the critical thing. I mean, I was reading a, an idea of turning um, wind, uh, at least energy management, linked to a blockchain using IoT. Oh, we get blockchain back into it. Exactly. You just made my day. And so, artificial intelligence, yes. because now we've got predictive modeling. Thanks for summing it up, Mike, because I think it's, we kind of got lost. And I think yeah. one of the great things with IoT is that it is th- limitless in its it is. use. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It really is a whole new internet. We yeah. speak about how blockchain is a whole new rebuild yes. of, of the internet. IoT is that, again, in a very different direction. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, th- I think it's the converge. IoT moves towards, and the, the benefits of it move towards the, you know, the convergence between people and things. And yes. then, and then once you've got that together yeah. with AI, AI and, and blockchain technologies, etc., you can really start providing in context, real time value to people and wherever they are. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Where does it all start and end? So it's the connected thing, the internet, IoT. Now we've got machine learning, and automation and AI yeah. and we've got blockchain as an underlying regulator between all of these things if we wanted to. Yep. Um, I hope at some point it comes back to the human um, and where? <laughs> so that for me, that this is always the sort of the end point, right? It's why, why are we doing any of these things? Why are we progressing any of these technologies? It, it's to address a human need, need. to remove yeah. frustration out of someone's life somewhere. And if, it, yeah. if, we, if we always consider that at the end of the day, our user is a person and if that user is going to use our product or our service it's going to be for a reason and that reason is typically going to be it's easier for me to do it this way or it's removing some complexity in my life unless it's machine to machine of course so you know yeah but the end of the day no but at the end of the day for what for what purpose what's the point to solve a until we get to the singularity correct right then it's going to be the end of the day for the purpose of of solving someone's problem somewhere i have this um very dystopian Philosophy. Ah, that's that's happening at the moment. You and, you and no, Elon. No. Hey? You and Elon. Yeah, yeah, no, we try. <laughs> no, but it's, it's pretty much on those lines. I mean, it's about regulation of, of AI is what he's oh, bringing yes. up. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've got this, the title is dis, The Discrete Web. Okay. And I'm sure there's been used many, many times, but with the rise of IoT and machine learning and AI, there is no need actually for these machine to machine discussions to ever actually manifest in any sort of human conversation. Well, and already... how much of that is happening? They've already started Until talking. We know. They've already started talking to each other in, in a language, language that they have defined that we can't, we can't Correct. understand. So, I mean, that's so to, to the un, sort of the uneducated. So the show is over. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so the show is over. Like literally, what's the yeah. point? Yeah. At that point, like, that's why I say it's dystopian because there could be in a complete underlying digital coup being run by machines that instill a blockchain into yeah. policies within in government, I've into just got our banking. I forgot, I've got no, depressed. but it, this is the thing. And now we've got a car system. That is going to be run completely on AI that com- constantly learns with hyperloops that can get us there faster. Imagine we all take a hyperloop one day and just never come out the other side. Because we've gone to a manufacturing plant like a so, cow yeah, to provide them with um, power. power. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are the, we are the new battery. Too, you've been watching we should make a movie out of yeah. this. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's yeah. why batteries. We all of a sudden need a theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> but batteries haven't evolved for that reason, right? We are the perfect battery. <laughs> uh, dear, dear. I'm not too sure where the show is going. The, the Internet of Brett. <laughs> well, I just thought Hashtag. it was an interesting thought. <laughs> no, yeah, but you no, know what? It's I think actually, you've got it wrong there, Mike. It's, it's, he's a brettery. He's a brettery. He's a brettery. A salt and brettery. Um, but, but I think you make a really good point, brettery. <laughs> Which one? Uh, brettery. Both, Both brettery. Um, you, you know... 
the, the idea of, of the, the ethical e- element and, and where we're actually going as a society, you, you know, and, and how we actually live our lives and what kind of systems come out of this, because I don't think the future is very clear. Mm. You know, there, there, there's so many angles moving at warp speed, and, and it's not like sitting in 1940 when we knew in 10 years' time what was going to happen. You know, it's not as simple as that anymore. Did, did they then? I mean, in, in, you, know, you know, the pace of change was, was picked up. The yeah. pace of change has picked up. That's, that's undoubtable. But I think that there was still a lot of unknowns, you know, 10 years ago. We didn't yeah. know where we were going. And 100, 100 years ago, they didn't know what was going to be coming next. I, and I, I think it's, that it's our ability to adapt to those changes. I, I think that's a critical Which is thing. a differentiator. Th- and that's th- why. That is. That is. Yeah, I, I quite agree. I, I quite agree. But uh, do, do you have any thoughts around, uh, I mean, th- these are big issues. And, and uh, do you see any of our politicians thinking about this, Jamie? Brett? Brettery? I have to admit, I, I think um, Donald Trump is probably thinking about it, right? He's put together his IoT forum. I just wanted to see if everyone believed me or not. What? <laughs> he wants to know if the speed of orange will get him to the Mars or not. <laughs> Come on. I think the only only thing that Trump knows about technology is what to fit into 140 characters. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. And then sometimes not, right? No, exactly. I want to go yeah. back to you. We were talking about like back in the industrial the original industrial age like did they know about the things that could they could use to improve things i mean lord kelvin uh, has a has a quote that says if you could it's not on this website sorry jamie he's trying to check out my list of quotes but it's <laughs> it's actually a born site no yeah lord kelvin had a quote whereas if you could measure something and reduce it to a number you'd be able to understand it and by understanding you'd be able to improve it yeah. Which is pretty much what IoT is about. By understanding and interpreting the analytical big data that comes from these connected sensors, mm. we're able to exponentially almost start strategizing how to yeah. optimize it. Or e- evolve, right, as humans. Well, that's essentially Even knowing our environment to that extent and getting that much data, we can start learning the impact of the environment on our own evolution, right? One of the more recent quotes, though, is that there's this – whether it's a quote or it's just a, a discussion that's happening, where AI is the last invention of the human race. Mm-hmm. Um, and if AI is the central nervous system or the brain, then is IoT not the appendages the yeah. and the body? And then eventually we end up in this world that is literally one connected being. Well, certainly the connected vehicle, you know, you could, you could apply that. You know, autonomous vehicles would definitely be there. Could definitely be there. The, the appendages. Oh, imagine the, the appendages. Vessels. Everything else is the ears and the eyes, maybe. And but the non-movable. But you're right, your eyes could be somewhere. Your limb, you could have four different limbs but doing we, different things and your ears are all over the place. Right? You can split it all up. We have a paradoxical event about to happen where we talk about religion and mm. this, uh, this idea of a higher being and uh, an omnipresent God. Is it called Intel? No, it's, it's faith-based spiritual existence. I talking about processing chips. <laughs> no, but that's exactly it. On the flip side of it, with all the tech and all the internet of things and the connected AI and machine learning, there are processors on my phone. There's a processor on my computer. Oh. There's a camera on my phone. There's two cameras on my phone. Um, have you got a plus? I don't have a plus. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not lame. quite as fancy. Sorry. <laughs> but um, that's the thing. I mean, there's all these latent passive processes and, and sensors not really being used, but are they? And if they were, we literally start to have one, if, if, if a singularity or some sort of cognitive recognition or understanding of, of self-awareness starts happening, 
You have an omnipresent being brought about by our own infrastructure. I think that come, that brings like another dun, 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 dun. A, another point that that we need to you know make people more aware of now that oh, there is this ubiquitousnessness of of yes, connected devices. Um, is is the is what people are signing up for? What are they? What are you? You've 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 purchased yeah. your 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 phone, uh, and now you've downloaded a bunch of stuff, and you've hit yes on all the EULAs, and now what have you actually? Agreed to with all of those. What can be tracked or monitored or listened to from Present, your device? Presents it all, right? An example, yeah, I want it all. There was an example this week where people were signing the EULA on, in a restaurant yeah. to, to get to onto the their Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah. And in the, in, the, in the terms and conditions is that they agreed to clean the toilet. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and they caught a thousand yeah. people or something. And a thousand hours of community service something, as well. Yeah, yeah, That's fantastic. And they all said yes. Ten thousand people, I think it was. Mm. Yep. So I have to admit, I think there's also this new kind of terrorism poses as a problem. And I and I'm going to go really kind of theoretical, kind of weird, philosophical, yeah, philosophical maybe. <laughs> um, and I used to do a lot of work in the telco space. And uh, a big competitor of ours were the Chinese um, manufacturers when it came to networks. To the point it was that they would give the networking infrastructure away for free. So we used to sit there and used to laugh about it. And what happens if there's this big red button that's just been punched into the code and that's how you get your world domination, right? Yeah. It's now about controlling the infrastructure, the IoT, the sensors, and all the data and the yeah. human rights. It's one of the key risks, I think. One of the fun, most, the most serious risks around IoT is the is the security aspect. So the Department of Justice, the you know the you know the FBI, they can all be hacked. You think that some yeah. manufacturer of an IoT device in in China has thought through the entire security protocol of this connected device that he's putting together? The answer to that is no. It can be hacked. Will be hacked. They is, are being hacked. Is that why it's hacked. possibly a good idea to have big data in the cloud and all the interpreted data on the ground? You mean the value that's being gained from the big data is yes. extracted is so there's you, you differentiation of, of, of... That might be a great idea. Just a right? thought. I mean, well, as a strategy for best practice could well, be... Well, surely you can still get that data if, if you've hacked it and yeah, you put a Trojan in it. But you'd have to interpret it. Now, let's say it's yeah. really big data, like big, big data, yeah. a million times a million lines of yeah. things. Huge, yes. Yeah. It's a square kilometer, right? Oh, yes. I mean, those guys have massive amount of data. They keep compressing, compressing, compressing to your point, I think. So Extracting value at different sizes, I guess. Yeah, but there's that much data. And it, all of that data in one instance needs to be interpreted. But don't interpret it in the space that mm. is the most vulnerable, I suppose. I think you're going to get to a point where your your ground-based resources are not going to be able to keep up. Um. I think really what we want to talk yeah. about is how do you how do you use blockchain in in these instances? Yes, the so distributed how nature. how yeah. do you take for every every connected device that is feeding X petabytes? I mean, Scar is feeding petabytes yeah. of data up into the cloud on a, or onto its local centers on on a, on a hourly basis. Hourly, yes. How do you take that and wrap that? Well, communicate that or use blockchain to communicate that across across different areas. And, and I think you know. You guys are familiar with the Myra botnet. No. Um, no. So you know, you know when Twitter and Amazon went down on the east coast of America yes. in October last year. That wasn't. That was this thing called the Myra botnet, which was uh, yes. some guy wrote a a a bit of um, nefarious code and published it, so anyone could use it. Use it, and it ended up taking down. Um, well, as I said, Amazon and Twitter. Sure. But there were, I think, five within thirty days, five hundred thousand connected devices infected. And a majority of those devices were, were uh, security cameras, video cameras, that had sure. not had their um, admin default password changed from password. 
And the manufacturers of those devices had not thought the security through or the, you know, how secure these things should be. So they didn't provide an interface to those users to then go and reset, factory reset, and, and then re- change their passwords. So they had to throw them away. Wow. Half of their, 500,000 devices, throw them away. It's a global wow. scale, proverbial, all our eggs in one basket in the digital, in the digital mindset. Yeah. Basically. I mean, is, is that a, like a year 2000 blip, right? From a IoT point of view. No, it's a, it's a lousy manufacturer's blip. The people well, are yeah, wanting to, lousy wanting, exactly, I suppose, yeah, they're wanting to push out a solution that they can make money off now. They mm. don't want to think it through and add the extra complexity of building but, but security and the admin interfaces into it. Isn't it just really learning what this is about though? Because I mean, that's an easy mistake if we don't actually understand. If we look at yep. the internet of things, I mean, I, I get your point. I mean, this product, this fast, fast scale production with, you know, to get this stuff out as quickly as possible. But the learnings that need to come out of the Internet of Things and, and how we actually use it, and I think that's why blockchain is such an important part of this because it's d- distributed, which means we live in a distributed framework and there's no centralized Immutable, power. Yeah. yeah, but it's also like, um, you know, it's like the currencies at the moment. It's a great example of centralization where you can manipulate currencies mm. by a few central players very, very quickly and easily. And, and, and it's the same kind of scenario that we're talking about here. And it is. It's that immutability of it. So I have a comment on the on the the, the chain or, or influencing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> come on, come on. So I mean, everyone loves Bitcoin and Ether and what have you. Do you saw that tweet? Yeah. You yeah. saw that tweet the other day about the founder, <laughs> the founder of or the the creator of Ethereum. It was yes. tweeted that he was he had died in a car crash and it lost thirty percent of value in twenty four hours. Yeah, and sure. it it's, wasn't true. It's completely based on sentiment and exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a whole lot of that. Well, well, there are two yeah. sides to it because there's the store of wealth, and it's the ability to transact and actually do this this functional one to one, you know, transactional exchange of value. Mm. Basically, so, a whole bunch of people that knew how to make a immutable, and I'm using the parentheses, uh, technology that weren't part of the yes. Illuminati decided that they could get uh, a leg in or a foot in and then <laughs> create something exactly. that would get them to the top. But exactly. say they weren't a part of the Illuminati. Yeah, true story. <laughs> okay, that's a whole other discussion for a whole other day. But, <laughs> but that, surely that's an example. Of maturity, it's it, it purely like it, it hasn't got enough scale to be able to counteract the, mount, the market forces. Yeah, with Bitcoin and Ether and things like that, and same with IoT, the security on IoT mm. devices. There, there's a lack of a regulatory body, and yes. the regulatory body is in direct conflict with what a lot of these companies stand yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. So they, they're doing it because they don't want to be bound by regulatory bodies, but now it's, it's creating a, you know proper negativity in that space. I actually did a post um, based on Elon Musk's uh, comment that we needed to get the regulations in place around AI and stuff like that. I must admit the comments that I got against the post were very much, are you kidding me? Government and regulation is going to slow everything down. We must just get rid of all of that. And I must admit, like, I probably would have been that naive maybe five years ago. But as we enter this new realm, yeah. I think a – Hybrid version of of regulation, mm. you know, regulation needs to get agile, right? It yeah. needs to become faster and pick up with the times. But I still believe we need some guidance. People yeah. are not we, self-regulating. We yeah, people are guidance. not self-regulating, not at all. and they are they are fundamentally sort of they're, they're driving to, to sort of prosper. That's what mm. they are. And I think without a regulatory body or without self-regulation, it's going to end up. Bad Even self-regulation, right? That, 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 that it needs some form of guidance. Sense. To quote Jurassic Park, and not the latest one, mm. the first one. I, sure. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. We spent so much time trying to figure out whether or not we could. We didn't stop to think whether or not we, we, we should. should. Yeah, yeah. yeah, beautiful. 
And, I mean, they built dinosaurs that ate them, ultimately, so it wasn't a very good end for those creators. But <laughs> there's, so, so I, I, right. I, I don't think the end is very different. We might be eaten or consumed by some other thing, mm. but I think it's it's a very valid point to to the speed at which things are developed. Yeah. Mm. That some sort of care, I mean, okay, just to quote Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. And if we're going to go and just we wield all this power and just throw it all over the place... It's just going to make a mess. You need a third movie quote. You can't yes, give it a two. Can't yeah. give it a two. Mm. Star Wars got to be something there. Jerry Maguire, you had me hello. <laughs> it doesn't always need to make sense. That's or, another thing. Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but That's again, so let's say let's right. say it, let's yeah. say it all goes swimmingly well. Let's let's stop the the things. Let's say it's not circling down the drain and it's going to be okay. But then we place so much trust. Okay, now I'm going to make it not okay. But we, we place so much trust in this thing that has gotten us decades now into the future. And we are, uh, yes, wonderful Internet of Things and AI and all this stuff. And we never needed to regulate it. Elon Musk, you were wrong. And then we turn into batteries. Yeah. Well, well, at least Elon Musk will make money. According well, to Elon Musk, probably already, be dead by then, we already are likely batteries and we just don't know it yet. So it actually happened 10 years back. So I think what you're saying is, does your meat taste nice to you? Is it go, the Matrix telling you it yeah, tastes nice? <laughs> exactly. Red, red, red pill, blue pill. But it's, it, I think that's that's like the risk, right? So it, it becomes so norm that we re, we don't realize that we are. I'm going completely off yep. on this tangent here. Forget it. Absurd <laughs> becomes the new, the normal. Yeah, yeah, and you don't no, realize that right. you've been you know you've been replaced. Yeah, but that's so, the discrete web of. Is the future of Internet of Things? Going into the world of cyborg and a new species. Yeah, sapiens. Well, that, that's what Elon Musk reckons is going to be the, the like defense to yeah. AI, right? Is self-enhancement. Link, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you look at um, uh, uh, the, the 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 world of medicine, mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. and it, it's really exciting. And I know yeah. we've touched on this with um, the nanobots, uh, and the nanobots, ingestible. and ingestibles, ingestibles, the yeah. ingestibles. They'll make quite a good movie, right? <laughs> Remember the movie, uh, was it Skin Deep, where we had to go in, I think it was Skin Deep. Uh, that was some Back in the movie 80s. you were watching. No, 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 moving on. Rick and Morty has got a great episode on that. <laughs> where I'm going with it is that I think it's part of this evolutionary kind of process. So tying back together the regulatory side of things, slowing down is a good thing for us. As yeah. much as we're putting pressure on the market forces to go faster as we started this show, Thinking about the price of data. So if we can't control it through a regulatory force, the question lies, do we let the price of data constrain our industrial revolution? Hell no. Hashtag no. Dynamus 4. No. Dynamus 4. Brett sucks. <laughs> Thanks. Just it was a double blow. <laughs> <laughs> Two Bretts with one blow. Smash. Okay, damn, cool. Uh, you're my tool. <laughs> so we've got... Roughly 10 minutes left in the show, getting to the skinny end. And we can probably like warm and fuzzy this up a little bit. Um, let's not look so far into the future. Let's, let's bring do it. the anti what we normally do. Let's bring right. it back to like the next, what's going to happen in the next five years. And let's, let's think about consumers when we talk about this next bit, because IoT, I mean, the housewives among us or connected to us somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at uh, Mike when I Mike, that I also thought that. <laughs> you sound no, but, like, so, like most I'd like a sandwich, please. So, <laughs> We all, we all crave for this connected house with I've, our, I've got your beer app on my phone. With our smart fridge and uh, a geolocator in our phone that tells our bath that when we're a certain distance away from home with an arrival time that have a bath of 36 degrees ready poured with some bubble. You know, that, that this, 
easy life brought about by amazing IoT and automation. You're like, thinking the Jetsons, right? Yes. Oh, and I'm thinking Black Mirror. <sighs> That's yeah. amazing. Hey, if you, if you really but, want an insight, you want that. But let's get a little fuzzy about the things yeah. that are achievable now and into the close future using IoT. I don't know that some of the concepts in Black Mirror aren't that far into the future. It's quite no. scary already. They're now. That show yeah. freaks me out. Seriously. Yeah, me too. It, it really freaks me out. Yeah. I, I stopped cycling on my So let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> before we get to before we get to what is the next step of of that fully connected, you know, Jetson suburbia, right? Yeah. There's a there's a fundamental um, hurdle that we need to get over first, and that's the fact that we've run out of IP addresses. So I think as long as uh, have we really IPv6? done IPv6 is the next stage, right? Oh, okay, and okay. and that isn't that isn't sort of universally accepted no. or used, right? Um, and there's the interoperability between IP and IPv6 that we have to consider. I think until we get to that point, then 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 we 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 are constrained not by the cost and speed of connectivity, but how many devices we can actually. Does, actually does, does Apple not sort that out? Because I thought that they now stop letting any apps that run anything less than IPv6 could be. on their stores. I mean, they could be the driver of the adoption. Yeah. Do IoT devices need to have a full IP address? Don't they just emit? They all do. They all need an IP address. Yeah. Every single last little seventy piece billion of devices do. I, I believe so. Most. So IPv6, you know, mm. does that. So you know, with IPv6, it opens up what three hundred and forty trillion, trillion, trillion new yeah. numbers. Yeah, well, that's, that's right. Last that's that's should, that's well, unless you got nanobots, right? And then we still stuck with them. So that wasn't really a very good point, though, because oh. we fixed it. Well, uh, it, it, we haven't fixed the interoperability between ah, uh, the existing right. Internet of Things and the new, next Internet of Things. So, wow. And I think that's the world that we live in at the moment, that struggle with managing our legacy systems, trying to keep up with this new wave of stuff. Mm. Because I don't think it's all mm-hmm. going to be driven by new startups coming into the space. It's got to plug in to existing – I mean, take our telco network that's running, what, SS7 still exists in our telco networks? Just lay it up. So, I mean, there are those kind of challenges. But to the point of uh, your question, Brett, of, of what is that Jetson's future uh, 10 years from now? Or 10 weeks from now. Yeah. What, what, you know, whenever it is, uh, it's going to come down to where are, where are the problems that users are experiencing? Where, what are the frustrations that they currently have? And how can, it, you know, how can technology take those away from them? How can they make getting from point A to point B smoother and easier? And if we can identify those, then incrementally we will get to that Jetson's future. It's not going to be, you know, I'm on my way home, so I have, you know, my my robot uh, housekeeper run my bath or have the the bath run itself, et cetera. It's going to be, I'm on my way home, is my house secure? Is it safe for me to enter? Yeah. So it's going to to move up and remove some of the problems uh, incrementally until we get to a point where, okay, I know everything's secure. I know the house is locked. The lights are all on. Okay, you know, run my bath. Mm. Actually, you got a good point. It's not going to be robots, right? Uh, right. The Internet Things is one big robot. Sure, it is. It is. But I, I, I just think there's a counterbalance to this because I, I mean, on my phone now, I, I've taken off all my social media, uh, and, and I'm deliberately disconnecting from from technology because I find it's, it's dominant. I haven't heard from in in like two weeks. Is yeah. that why you don't tweet the shows out anymore? <laughs> no, why are you on the show? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but you, know, you know what it is. He's tried the other future. I've tried the other future. Is there a vacancy? It's fantastic. <laughs> the, the, the problem there is you, 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 you're always on. Yeah. And, and you actually need to turn off as well. And I think this is the counterbalance to yeah, this I mean, IoT. I think that's your next T-shirt. If you can keep your T-shirts on long enough, we'll, we'll get you one of those. Oh, that'll be yeah. fantastic. You don't always have to be on. You turned can, on. Turned on. 
<laughs> Hashtag <laughs> wet Mike said. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I think it will. You <laughs> the know, shirt all wives will love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving swiftly on. What do you Sorry. think, Brett? <laughs> well, I think that shirt would be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> we adopted that squirrel hard. Yeah, you good. did. Uh, squeeze that squirrel. So I do think we've come to the this the, the very end, not even the skinny end. I think we're at the tail end of this uh, yeah. episode. It's It's been jam-packed with a lot of stuff. But I think, Mike Cowan, I think you need to sum it up. I think we've all spoken enough. Yeah. You, you have. Um, I'm not too sure what this conversation's been about, though. But <laughs> see, the problem is it's outside of Mike's world of blockchain. I mean, he's yeah, kind no. of going, "If I can't apply blockchain to this or a universal basic income, no, I, I, I do it." I, I think it's quite a simple conversation. You know, it's really how do we how do we connect things to make our lives better? And I think there's some incredible examples. What is the social impact? What is the social impact? And that's really what it comes down to, which is my point is, you know, some of us are going to be disconnecting from things because you know what, just because I can't have my bath run doesn't mean I want to have my bath run. And and that's what the world will become. Well, we had a, I mean, we were having a conversation earlier this week and we were talking about how do we, what drives the most sustainable good? Yes. And, I think if something starts to drive the most sustainable good, we don't need to worry about things like regulation because we're actually hedonistically pursuing the mm. most sustainable good. Yeah, the, the challenge of that is really the underlying um, system. And, and, you know, we, we have greed and, and this capitalism has created that greed. But if we had a different system of community, we would have a very different emotion that's driving the world. And that defines what the Internet of Things will become. Yeah. It really does. Mass adoption and which direction exactly. that community of people and, and, and how does it shift how we live and how we govern ourselves? Jamie Whitaker, final thoughts from you. What are you looking forward to in the future, 5 to 10? So I have definitely not disconnected. I think I've probably connected more things in the last six weeks than, <laughs> than disconnected. Um, I, I, I enjoy technology and I enjoy what it you know, frees up and what it gives and what it makes available to me on a daily basis. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the more connected devices I have in my life, the better. Uh, it, but they, has the, they have yeah. their place, right? So they do. There's, there's loads of studies that say you shouldn't have your, your phone and devices plugged in in the bedroom, and, and that's fine. I, I don't. Uh, they're plugged in there just because that's where the charges are. But I read a, a book, a paper book. Yeah. Every do you night. keep your phone far away from your bedside table? I don't because it's my alarm and I need to turn it off. Yeah. Otherwise, I have to get out of bed and turn it off and oh, snooze it's it. Kind of, it's kind of one then, hasn't it? It's, got, it's done its job. <laughs> it, I, I do need to wake up, though. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like that. And I also, you know, I, I, I feel that. I, I feel that I personally am fundamentally a good person and, and, and have the right sort of uh, oh. people's interests at heart. And, and in that sense, I kind of follow Eric Schmidt's train of thought when they were talking about facial recognition and, uh, that Google released years and years ago. So if you don't have anything tied, what are you worried about? I don't have anything tied. I don't have anything that I'm not doing that I wouldn't want yeah. my wife, my mom, or anybody else to know about. Yeah. And if the technology out in, in the wild can then make my, be- my oh, life wow. better, then... Then I'm, I'm, I want it. The digital wild. The digital wild. Oh, there we go. We start that as a company. Hashtag. Hashtag here. That's digital a good wild. hashtag. Digital wild. Yeah, I think it's phenomenal. What I've definitely decided out of this session is Jamie stays on my manual. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I'm thinking of shaving this. Oh, Whoa. No, no. Whoa. <laughs> now on, you've gone too far. Kill this. Kill yeah. this. <laughs> Getting a little bit gray in the bed there. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of the Futurology Show, and in the future, we probably all will have a little bit of grey in there somewhere. And if we can all just do it with the most fun possible, then I think that's cool. He who dies with the most connected things wins. Until next week. Cheerio. Adios. Bye. This is CliffCentral.com.